And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot, Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one one-stop shop for your 2020 Stanley Cup champions. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing today? Happy Thursday. A very special guest on today's show. We're going to get right to it. But first of all, uh, let's talk about today's opening sponsor, and that's Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like just like a candy bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your first order. So like I said, we have a very special guest on the show today. Uh, he's been on the show before. Uh, he's one of the most uh, very enjoyable hosts that we have on here. All of our hosts on the NHL are very enjoyable. But his stuff, I really love listening to it. And it's Trey Matthews from Locked on Devils. Trey, how are we doing today? I am doing great. How about yourself, Adam? Uh, I am in a lot better mood than what I was last time we spoke, maybe a week or so ago. Uh, obviously it's no, no secret now, um, especially after yesterday's shenanigans during the parade, but my Tampa Bay lightning are the champions of the national hockey league. And even as I still say it right now in this second, I I still can't believe it. It, It's, it's amazing. I I mean, just, we'll get into it in just a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's unbelievable after everything that's gone on in the last year and a half. Um, it's still very fresh and it's still going to, going to take some more time getting used to saying those words yeah 2020 uh stanley cup champions it does have a nice ring to it because if anyone knows 2020 has been very hectic so uh if it's any consolation to you at least your team won the championship we've, we've dealt with so much and you know there was a lot of confusion and uncertainty but uh now that we're here uh well now that you guys are here we're, i'm not i'm not here i'm 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 my, my team is nowhere close to, to uh, Stanley Cup contention. But you, now that you guys are here and you defeated Lindy Ruff's old team, I'm really satisfied. I'm really happy for you guys. So Tampa Bay Lightning, your 2020 uh, NHL champions, does have a nice ring to it. You guys have been through so much. Uh, some of your guys' games have been the most memorable. Uh, there's just so much that happened. Uh People were expecting Boston to beat you guys, and you you guys upset them. Uh, well, technically, you were the second seed, and you were they were the one seed. But still, just mm-hmm. so much happened for you guys, and um, I'm glad that you guys are the Stanley Cup Finals champions. Yeah, it's it's it just hasn't hit me until now that it's kind of ironic that a team from the new and epicenter of the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic is now the Stanley Cup champions. Uh, I just realized that now, and um, I, it didn't even really uh, ring yesterday during the whole shenanigans. I don't know if you caught any of the parade yesterday, but it was probably one of the more wild uh, celebration champion Stanley Cup parades that I've seen in recent memory. Um, I thought that OV and the Capitol shenanigans in Vegas a couple of years back was crazy, but uh, I think that from now on we should just have boat parades. I mean, that – they, there's so many, so much room for possibilities and craziness. I mean, Alex Korn just riding around on a ski do, a sea do uh, with the Stanley Cup. Uh, Raiden Coburn just disrobing into his boxers and jumping in the river at one point. 
the list goes on. You know, something that we you really don't want to see, but wasn't really that surprised about. But uh, that the fans even getting in on the action and drinking from the Stanley Cup itself, which is like at the same time you're a little you know you're a little concerned about that area in the next coming days but at the same time i mean that's that's definitely a dream and probably at, at least for me number one on my sports bucket list um but yeah i i it's insane i i couldn't have asked for a better way to end the season of course and i mean this whole parade business was insane i mean pat maroon i think is a living meme now i think we could both agree on that after just the ridiculous speech he just gave at the did you happen to catch any of it i heard about it i saw that it was trending on twitter but uh i what did he say specifically uh he basically was wearing no shirt he had a a stanley cup scarf on and he had like one of those i want to say like tommy bahama beach hats on and he had sunglasses on mind you it's like nighttime um and he goes up to the podium and he just takes a long pause uh, and he just says, I'm not really entirely sure why I'm up here. Um, you know, and then he starts naming off players from the team. And then um, I, he basically, you know, just says two years in a row and, you know, and then the team swarms him. And it was a really nice moment. Um, one of my favorite moments as well, has just been the repeated photo bombs from Kucherov. Uh, one of the most, notable ones that I saw was uh, they had, they were interviewing the owner, uh, Mr. Vinnick on numerous occasions throughout the day. And every time he had an interview, uh, Kucherov would come right behind him and, you know, start cheering and, or, you know, hug him or make him chug a beer or something. It was, it was always something with Kucherov. Um, He was, I've never seen him really get that crazy before, really show that much emotion, but obviously, you know, when the bubbly's flowing, uh, anything's, uh, anything's on the, all the cards are on the table at that point. But uh, I mean, I haven't, I didn't even realize how crazy it was. Um, you know, sometimes obviously when your team doesn't win it, uh, you, you kind of tune out those things. They were on Jimmy Fallon right after the, you know, the game ended um, that dropped yesterday. Uh, just so much stuff. I mean, these guys must be tired. They went golfing today. Uh, there was a video of Alex Kalorn lo- losing a bet to Pat Rowan on the course, ended up jumping, uh, into the lake of the golf course. Um, it's absolutely pandemonium down there in Tampa. And it, and I feel like there's no limit to what these guys are end up going to end up doing. Well, I have a response for everything you just listed. So uh, a couple of years ago, I actually went to a championship parade because I'm from Philadelphia. And when the Philadelphia right. Eagles uh, won the Super Bowl, I actually went to the, the parade. They actually had to uh, shut down schools uh, that day. So like I, it was on a weekday. And uh, obviously, with the amount of people there, uh, they, they had to shut it down. So uh, those parades can get intense. They're a lot of fun. I am so glad I, I went. It's one of the best experiences of my life because downtown Philadelphia was crazy. It was so hectic, like uh, just just millions and millions and millions of people. The only catch is, is that um, you had I had bad connection because there's just so many people there. Right. So you actually had to interact and talk with people. You could, so I was towards the end of the parade when they were coming down. And as you know, parades are really slow because you know, you want to savor the moment. Yeah, of course. So, so, so I was towards the end of the parade. So I had to wait like, you know, hours before they came down. Mm-hmm. And when they, when they did, it was a lot of fun and just so enjoyable. But um, when we're talking about uh, parades, getting into them is not hard. Getting out is the yeah. issue. Because I was, I didn't think that far ahead. I was like, how am I supposed to get home? Like, cause I, I normally take the train home, but the, 
the the line was wrapped around the building. I'm like, I'm gonna be here all day. I'm no, I'm gonna be here all night. Yeah. If I if I just wait for that, so I had to find an alternative way to get home because I I couldn't Uber. Ubers were like one hundred dollars right yeah. right there. I'm just like, yeah. So if you do get the chance to go to a parade next time, because this is the Bolts, uh, what first uh, Stanley Cup since what two thousand four, I believe. Yes, two thousand four, and technically, I don't care what anybody says, they were the Stanley Cup champions for two years because if you remember correctly we did not have a 2005 ser- uh, season right, right. so and it's so, kind of weird the timing of all this happening because we didn't have a season when you know when um after the the bolts first one and now you know with all the uncertainty around the pandemic if there's gonna be another spike you know what's the deal and now you know there was an original plan for the season to start first week of December. Now we're hearing possibly 2021. Um, it's, a, you know, this, this championship brain could go on for even longer than expected, which I'm totally fine with. Obviously, you know, under the certain cir- circumstances, you know, it, it's, it is a little bittersweet, but uh, yeah, I wish I could have been able to go down. If it was normal circumstances, I would have definitely been down there in a heartbeat. Um, and at least they did something. Uh, they, when they went back yesterday, they kind of, cause they ended up, ending the whole uh, celebration at Raymond James Stadium, home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But they made a stop at the Amalia Arena before that. And uh, because they're basically, I want to say, 15, 10, 15 minutes away from each other. So, and they had a little bit of a cup. Uh, Each player took a chance, uh, took a turn, going onto the ice with skates on, raising the cup in front of the fans on the ice. So that, you know, obviously it was limited capacity, but for them to be able to do that, that was still very special to these players. Cause I know as much as um, they were happy about winning the cup, being able to do it and, you know, raise it up, raise it up in front of their home fans. Uh, that was really something that was definitely extra special for them. Now, um, obviously, yeah, I definitely want to go to a, to a, a celebration parade at one point, you know, I do live in New York. So I had had the, pl- I've had had the pleasure of being around for a couple of championships, most notably, uh, the the two giant Super Bowls and unfortunately uh, I was in high school at the time and there was no way no way my parents were going to be able to let me to go to those uh, it, my, it, my, parents let, my parents let me go when I was a senior in high school they were just like you know be safe and be and you know be careful yeah I mean it was one of those things where my dad uh, he we're big Met we're a big Met fan family so he I believe he was at both the parades 69 and 86 so 86 obviously being a little bit crazier than than you know 69 from back in the day but at the same time I was also a freshman in high school the first time they won and then yeah so then my senior my freshman year of college they won the second time and I was I was there was no way I was going to be able to go to New York and be able to come back I was I was going to school out of state but uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, my Mets, I'm not holding my breath just yet with Steve Cohen just buying the team. But uh, and that kind of brings me to my next um, interesting topic. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, let me talk about one of our sponsors today, our other sponsor today, and that's rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for the last 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck. 
write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com. So, yeah. Um, now, the whole question now, and, and maybe I'm a little bit jumping the gun on this front because, you know, we want to sell, we still want to enjoy the moment while it's lasting with this whole uh, cup win. But I'm already thinking about what are the chances of us repeating? And that's not something that we've seen very often in the NHL. You know, the Penguins have done it. Honestly, I don't think there's a much, they, they do have a chance of at least flirting with the possibility of a repeat. I'm saying maybe an Eastern Conference Finals appearance. I'm not sure how likely, especially, I mean, you know, injuries, uh, we can't even see that far in the future. So we don't know. Plus with this flat cap um, and some of the tough decisions this team is going to have to make in the offseason, I don't know how likely, uh, you know, another repeat may be, like, because we can't even predict what the team's going to look like. Um, Where do you think my Lightning are going to maybe finish? Do you think maybe they'll finish maybe – barely sneak in maybe top of the pack like they did this year maybe get to the eastern Con- where, where are you picking right now is this uh we, we're talking about this two three days later okay um i hate to break it to you but in a sport like hockey and all <laughs> this doesn't just apply to hockey this also applies to football and baseball as well mm-hmm. it is extremely rare that you see a team repeat the yeah. only chance uh, of a team repeating realistically in in a sport is basketball because there's just less players and, you know, uh, less factors going into it. Whereas, you know, uh, I picked the uh, Philadelphia uh, Flyers and the Vegas Golden Knights to to face each other in a Stanley Cup. Neither of them made it that far. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it goes – and also, if I recall correctly, didn't the uh, Bruins have the uh, top of the record and they were projected to beat you guys, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was one of those situations as well um... – I don't know what you made your pick at the beginning of the playoffs, right? This wasn't like preseason predictions. Right, right. Um, at the beginning of the playoffs. Um, so we I don't think anyone expected Boston to really finish where they did in round robin. And granted, I mean, the, the seedings really didn't make that much of a difference. Uh, one through four. But at the same time, I mean, Boston is just the kind of team that feeds off momentum. So they, I think their chances – they would have been a totally different team, I believe, if we maybe started the playoffs in April as opposed to July. So that was maybe a, one of those reasons. But, yeah, I think if, uh, you know, if I had no horse in this race, I probably would have picked Boston and Vegas, you know, especially with Robin Leonard or, and even Marc-Andre Fleury, whoever's in net for Vegas. Um, you know, those aren't bad picks. But, yeah, um, I, I mean, I don't think anyone except maybe Islander fans – pick the Islanders to make it that far either no absolutely (laughs) not and um you know um here's my next question so obviously this wasn't a normal um this wasn't sort of like a normal season in any sport so Mm -hmm. like we go over to the MLB they only they only played 60 games they didn't even play half of what they would normally play in a regular season Mm -hmm. you look you look at uh, the NBA and the bubble we're, we're seeing so many upsets we're seeing so many teams just like just surprising everyone. In fact, people are saying that it, it, whoever wins a championship this year for a sports team, there should be an asterisk uh, next to their uh, next to their title, like you know the little star thing. Yes. Like you know, 2020 yes. champions, but uh, they won it due to the COVID craziness. So, um, my question for you is: is that 
Do you think if, if, if let's just pretend? I know this is I know this is going to be very difficult. If the light, if the NHL, the NBA, the MLB, all sports did not shut down due to COVID and just continue to play as it normally was, do the Lightning legit have a chance to still win the Stanley Cup? Or was there something you were like, okay, COVID really helped us because this team was slower, they weren't really prepared, this bubble is driving them crazy, they don't want to be here, they just want to go home, like you know what? Do you think it's um, – do, do you count this as a championship? Well, first of all, of course I yeah, do. I mean, yes, yes, a yes, cup yes, is yes. a cup is a cup. Um, that, but, but to answer your question, um, do – you know, did they have a chance if we, we were under normal circumstances? Of course. I mean, they, they were still one of the top teams regardless of, you know, some of the personnel that they were missing uh, right before the pause. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend that the – the, the the pause wasn't probably the best thing to happen for them at that point in the game. Um, if you remember correctly, right before, um, I believe it was March 12th is when the NHL uh, shut down operations or 13th, one of those days. Um, Steven Stamkos was already out and he was projected to miss time up until possibly the Eastern Conference Finals. And that was very, that was, you know, wishful thinking at that point. He had a torn... Um, abdomen at that point and uh you know the team was looking dragged out uh they were playing you know not exactly stellar hockey at that point but they were they were starting to turn it around and uh Victor Hedman also went down as well and there was a lot of question marks surrounding him uh as to when his time was coming back so you're really looking at that at that point uh if this team continued to play you're looking at a team without Steven Stamkos and Victor Hedman where you're really your two top players. You're, you have Nikita Kucherov, who is somewhat in a funk. He's a little banged up at this point as well. And then Braden Point is still kind of working his way back into 100% uh, just because of that double hip surgery. So he's still not up to what we saw in this past, past playoffs. And so I think part of it also was that this team was still learning how to play with each other. Uh, they had those three key additions that um, – help them immensely throughout this whole run. And I firmly believe if, if the lightning don't make the moves for Blake Coleman, Zach Bogosian and, and Barkley Goodrow, I don't think they win the cup because these three guys were really, really, you know, uh, we spoke about it the last time we talked, they don't really put up the numbers, but everything they do in between uh, was the X factor. So, um, you know, it, it was, it was, if if I had to say, be realistic, yeah, I think that they had a chance, but I don't think they win the cup if we continue to play out the season at that point. Yeah, and I thought, if I'm being completely honest with you guys, I thought you guys would be finished after that uh, Blue Jacket series because I need to remind you, game one went into five overtime. Yes. That's, I was like, okay, there's no way they could keep that type of stamina up. Like, I'm just getting tired and I'm not even – uh, playing I'm watching the game I'm drinking coffee after coffee after coffee mm-hmm. and it's just like um, I, I don't think whoever comes out of that series whether it be the lightning or the blue jackets I, I, I just don't see them maintaining that same momentum because it's just like okay if they make it out of this route they're, they're going to be depleted because uh, game five also went into an OT in, in which you guys uh, came out victorious and uh, that was the clincher and so um you know, I, I was like, there's no way they can, there's no way they can survive that energy. But um, I'd say 
since you got, I, I'd say you guys weren't a huge upset, like, because, you know, it was like uh, you, you were second uh, to the Boston Bruins in your division. Um, and, you know, yeah, I, I, I honestly think you, you guys would still have a shot. I just wanted to hear your opinion. I, I believe the only uh, the only league that should put that uh, asterisk next, next to their uh, championship mm-hmm. is – any team who wins the MLB uh, World Series because yeah. you only played you because there's so many teams in that playoffs that don't deserve to be there. Yeah, like absolutely. Miami Marlins, Miami Marlins shouldn't be there. The San Diego Padres shouldn't be there. Right. And, because you didn't even play half the games. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're you're in the playoffs and, and you know I I just feel as though that's the only league. I just wanted to hear your opinion because it's just it's an interesting thought. Well, yeah. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. I I. And I'll go a little step further with what you said with that 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 Blue Jackets series. I I firmly believe if they, I don't think at where the team was up until, you know March, if they continue the season, they run into the Blue Jackets. I think, um, they don't have the time to really, you know, get their heads on straight and really recuperate and all that. I don't see that game going five OTs. I see possibly maybe one over time and then just the you know the lightning could lose that series they could very have easily started out that series uh under under normal circumstances down to oh um just because i'm not going to sit here and, and lie to you or any of the listeners and say that you know as well as the lightning did play when they scored or you know the the ice really started to tilt in their favor columbus came right back and punched them right in the face and normal under normal circumstances uh, the lightning would just fall over and not get up. Well, I think that, you know, that last series against Boston really helped them to really, you know, see what kind of brand of hockey they needed to play to win games like that. Um, but I think that the pause, like I said, was something that really got them into the mental state they needed to do to make a long, long cup run and eventually win this whole thing. Now, what do you think – um, now we'll, we'll just, since we're kind of talking about predictions, obviously I think we're at an agreement that the likelihood of the lightning repeating is probably slim to none, um, at this point, which is fine. You know, I'm not expecting us, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be like heat LeBron and say, we're not going to win one, not two, not three. You know, I'm not going to sit here and do that. I'm not going to be one it's of those what? light. I'm not going to be one of those lightning fans, but, um, what where do you expect your Devils to really finish next season? Are you thinking maybe a little bit more improvement? Or are you thinking bottom of the cellar? At this point, I'm just waiting for the uh, Seattle Kraken expansion draft so they can either take uh, Subban or Zajac or both if they can. That's what I'm waiting for. And I'm also waiting for them to hopefully uh, Jamie Drysdale falls to number seven. I, I think they really need a defensive man because – uh, I feel like we have a lot to uh, offer on the offensive side of things to develop our young guys. And I feel like uh, with Mark Recchi as the assistant coach, I feel as though that's, that's possible for them to develop. So, you know, we have Hughes, we have uh Heizer, we have uh, uh, Nikita Gusev. Uh, yeah. We have your guy foot that we got in that Blake Coleman deal. Yeah. So, so it's like, I feel like we have a lot of young guys to, um, to develop on the offensive side. But if we go over to the defensive side, uh, you know, we have Subban, Severson, Mueller, um, you know, those guys, they're, they're, they're good players, but I don't think they're going to be sticking around for our uh, few year rebuild. Honestly, I think those guys want to get out and try to go to a 
uh, a, a contending team or a better organization. Or like I said, I think the the Kraken will, uh, you know, take Subban or uh, Zajac, uh, our center. So, you know, I believe, I believe that that can happen. So um, what I'm looking for the devils is just um, uh, let's, let's draft better. Um, also, let's not try to make any big trades to uh, just rush this rebuild because we, we've tried that with Subban and now you're stuck with his contract. The thing with uh, Subban is that he didn't play bad per se, but it's just with his contract, you're not living up to the expectations that you should be. And also, I heard that he and Taylor Hall got into it a little bit because really? uh, because uh, Taylor Hall claims that PK was focused more on his uh, social image, like his mm-hmm. social media image, because uh, uh, Subban is a marketing machine. And, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. More power to him because in a sport that's predominantly white, he's one of the few black uh, players. And he's not just a nobody. He's a well-known household name. You know, he's a Norris uh, trophy winner. Uh, you know, he's competed in all-star games and, and, you know, more power to him. But the thing is, you know, if, if you are a marketing thing, you got to back it up. You, you have to back it up and you have to play your, your A game. Now, I'm not expecting for um, him to go back to his Montreal days. I'm not expecting him to go back to his uh, Predators days when they went to the Stanley Cup finals. I'm expecting him just to give us a little something, give us a little hope, like make us want to hold on to you. Because at this point, I'm just saying, go away. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, and that's me being honest. So uh, in terms for the Devils, uh, what we need to do this offseason is we need to uh, get younger guys. Uh, we, we already went in the step in the right direction with uh, signing Riley Walsh out of uh, Harvard. I've said this on my show many times. I'm a big fan of that signing because uh, who was his teammate at Harvard? It was Adam Fox. Adam Fox plays with the Rangers, and uh, John Chick can back me up for this. John Chick hosts uh, Lockdown Rangers. He can back me up, and he can vouch for me. Adam Fox is carrying that sorry defensive unit for uh, the, the Rangers. And who was in charge of the Rangers' defensive scheme? Lindy Ruff. And who does Lindy Ruff uh, head coach now? Us, the New Jersey Devils. So I feel as though if Riley Walsh uh, makes it to the show quick enough, I feel like he could become what Adam Fox was, which was a great scoring defenseman. Now, mm-hmm. I need more defensemen to develop. So I'm looking for Jamie Drysdale. You know, some guys were saying, why not Sanderson? I just feel like, well, we have multiple picks in this year's draft. One of those picks is, uh, I believe, number 18. So I, and Sanderson is projected to go from, like, anywhere from, like, top uh, 10 to mid, uh, you know, mid of the pack. So, like, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I will roll the dice. If Sanderson is available, I'll roll the dice and maybe we can get both of them. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, it's, a, it's a hot take. It's a great hot take. But well, I feel yeah, like- I, I mean, that's been the conversation. I spoke about this on Locked on NHL with my co-host Chris Masilli. I mean, we said, you know, one of my favorite players in this entire draft is Jamie Drysdale. Um, I think I, you know, and, and this will probably be some good news to you, especially is I, I see a lot of Charlie McAvoy in him, a lot of. Cal McCarr, a, a lot of Drew Doughty, a lot of early PK Subban early on in his career. Um, he's he's a little undersized. He's 5'11", 175. The weight is not going to be a big deal. He'll 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 grow. He's only eighteen. Uh, he's going to get a little taller, maybe an inch or two. But uh, the the one thing I see, I keep seeing on and on, and I've seen with with highlights. I've read articles and all that. And the one thing that really sticks out to me is his, his he, he's so developed as a two-way defenseman. And that's something you don't really see in these young defensemen. Um, his ability to really, really see the play before it really happens, to really read his teammates and to his puck handling skills coupled with that 
you know, because he's one of those guys. He has very good offensive skills, but he's sort of a pass-first player to where that could potentially open up, you know, the, the ice for him to, to score more goals, which is obviously the, what the Devils need. I mean, but that's not, that's not going to have him sacrifice his, his game on the, on the, on the back check. I mean, he's an incredible defensive player. So, uh, you know, I, and the same goes for Sanderson. He has a little bit of more size to him, a little more meat on his body, but, uh, I'm really, I'm really crazy about Jamie Drysdale. I, I hope, you know, with a lot of, you know, and, and I'm going to throw in my little pick right here with the lightning, but you know, the lightning don't have a first round draft pick. Obviously they're going to have to make some tough trades, but, uh, Oh, thank you. Thank you for the first round draft pick. I believe that we have one of your picks. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And you know, I, I, you know what, it's totally fine at this point. If, if the lightning did not win the cup, maybe we'd have a very, I would have probably a little bit of a different response to that. But, um, yeah, I, I think the devils are, you know, and, I spoke about this as well on my show uh, that you're not, you know, as much as I would love to see a lot of trades this year and especially with the senators have a ton of first round draft picks. Um, and that's maybe a p- possible um, trade, you know, that maybe the devils could get maybe trade away. So I wouldn't expect PK, but maybe somebody else to where they could get maybe that, that late, first round or maybe second round draft pick. So at least maybe they have more picks because this is this, this, this draft is so stocked where I, I think that the first two rounds I'm, I'm going to, this is kind of like my little hot take here as well. I don't think there's no, there's really, unless you're really going out of your way to really make a stupid pick um, and you're going well out of your, you know, your, your needs. I really think that, first two rounds of this draft, there's no such thing as a bad pick. Um, you know, I, I, one of the guys other, and I, this is my little hot take as well is I, I think the case could be made for Quinton Byfield, depending on, you know, who, where you like out of, you know, your, your top player, the case could be made for him to possibly be taken first over Lafreniere. And I know maybe that may raise some eyebrows, but I mean, Lafreniere has great, great hockey IQ. And that's really what sets him apart from these guys. But Quinton Byfield is just a stone cold scorer. Uh, And and it's really impressive, especially for a guy his size who really he should be a defenseman. Uh, You know, he's 6'4", 215. Um, so, you know, obviously I left Renier is going to go to the, to the Rangers. Um, where, where have you seen from those two top guys that, you know, has really impressed you the most? Oh man. Uh, I was talking to John Chick about a month ago, uh, uh, about like, is there a possibility that the Rangers just, just, uh, fudge this up and just not take him number one. And he was like, Nope, 99.9% chance that we're going to take him unless someone has like a brain fart or something like that. So um, uh, Alexei Lafreniere, he's been putting on video game numbers. Yeah. Uh, the, the, this guy is just – he's going to be key to the Rangers. I, I hate to say this, really hate to say this, because, you know, uh, the Rangers are, are huge rivals. And thanks to Lindy Ruff – I know it's not completely Lindy Ruff's fault, but it's part of his fault why the Rangers are so bad and thus why they were able to get the number one overall pick. So, you know um, – Oh man, he, he's gonna be he's gonna be uh, great for this um, Rangers organization for a long time. Like his total points, did you know? In 2018, 2019, uh, he had 105 points, but it doesn't stop there. He actually got better the the year after that. He put up 112 points, 
35 goals and 75, 77 assists. That, yeah. that I, I can't even do that in, in uh, NHL. Uh, <laughs> NHL 21 just came out, I believe. No, yeah. no it's, did it, did it come out? Yeah, they well, dropped. I mean, they dropped the trailer, and we could we could discuss that at the end of the end to wrap things up. I I really want to get your idea on you know the whole state of hockey video games, but yeah, I mean Lafreniere is he's out of this world, and you know I I I I do agree with you. I think you know if I if we're putting on our GM caps right now, I would probably take Lafreniere too as well. But it's one of those things where I think when it, in maybe a couple years or so, I think that. Byfield, I mean, because I believe a year or so ago, Byfield was had the maybe a little bit of there was some talk that he was going to go first, and then just I think that was maybe add a little bit more fuel to the fire for Lafreniere because he he is just like you said been putting up video game numbers and and he is just you know out of this world and I when I look at him I look and I see him play and I see some of the situations especially you know on the rush. I see Sidney Crosby, but with a little bit of spice to his scoring game. A little bit, a little bit more aggressiveness. Um, the 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 vision going down the ice, the 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 decision making is all Crosby, but the 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 scoring is what really sets him apart. To have those two very polished off very early on um, is is a scary thing, and then you put that on the same line as Zabanajad and Panarin, um, you know, good thing the Lightning have a great goalie is Vasilevsky because he's definitely going to have his hands full for, you know, for the rest of his career going into the playoffs against the Rangers. Uh, I do not oh, envy the, the Devils as either. I mean, the Devils, you, you guys are just going to be – it's going to be scary for you because you obviously play them a lot more. Um, but, yeah, I mean – you know, it's going to be an interesting draft. Go ahead. You you, you put uh, Quentin Byfield. You, you said he could be like Sidney Crosby when he comes to the league. No, I meant Lafreniere. Oh, Lafreniere. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, that's – oh, man. Even that is a, a hot take because Crosby just in his first uh, two years with the Penguins, he just – I, I, I he's just unbelievable. He's out of this world. Like yeah. 102 points rookie year, then – the, the very next year, he proved that it wasn't a fluke, and he actually uh, improved by about 18 points. That Oh, man, that that's you're putting a lot of weight on these kids' shoulders. And once again, thanks to my guest on today's show, Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils. Uh, always a great conversation when Trey's on the show. Uh, that was part one of our conversation. Uh, we'll be having part two air on the show probably on Monday probably a good way to start the week considering the draft is on Tuesday. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and we, we got a lot to talk about on next week's show. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about, uh, of course, the draft, because, you know, that's obviously the story around the league. But as well, we'll be talking about may, uh, as well as what the, what the Lightning probably should do in this upcoming draft. So check in on that next week. And, of course, like and subscribe to this podcast. Go to our – follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Lightning. And that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you on the next one.